新年快乐，恭喜发财，身体健康，万事胜意，年年有余。Welcome to Talking with Our Mouths Full. And I'm Michael Chan, and today is a very special day here at TWOMF because it is our Chinese New Year and Valentine's Day special. Woo-hoo! Yes, this is a celebration of two holidays where red is the predominant color. And joining us today is someone who has been here before because he is. Yeah, that's right. He is a certified, bona fide, authentic Chinese person born in Hong Kong. He is an actor. He is a tap dancer. He is also my co-star in the short film Switch. He is Timothy. Hey, Tim. Hello, everybody. How are you doing, my man? I am good. I am good. Thank you for having. Me back happy、again. double holidays!、Uh, yeah, happy double holiday, double happiness. Yes, yes. So Nightingale, I see you are wearing red. Now I'm wearing black. However,、and、I have、gold. red. Oh yes, yes.、And、oh,、gold. those are nice earrings. Very nice earrings. And, and、uh, yes, lots of gold.、Yeah. Uh, I am wearing black. <laughs> There is red on my headphones and red on my mic. How about you, Tim? Any red around you? Because you're also wearing black. I am also wearing black. I'm wearing black, and I I don't have anything red that I'm wearing, but I do have a red Tim Hortons cup. Yes, in、oh, honor yeah, of Tim. How Canadian of you! Woo! Woo! Tim only drinks Tim Hortons, guys. <laughs> It's my it's my brother company, you know. I already have my brand name coffee, Timothy's.、Mm, that's coffee, right. And then now I, you know, have a brother coffee named Tim Hortons. And you also have a Timbit. And I also have a Timbit. Yeah. Your cute little dog. Oh. So yeah, well, we're gonna jump right into our food feature today because、uh, it is related to what we are talking about now,、um, due to the pandemic, which. Unfortunately, we are still in, and we're still in lockdown in a state of emergency. But yeah, due to the pandemic, a lot of businesses have unfortunately closed in Toronto and the GTA and all around Canada, really. But but some very creative restaurateurs have come up with a meal kit for Chinese New Year. So Nightingale, why don't you tell our listeners a bit about this? For sure. So, BlogTO posted an article about a group of Chinese restaurateurs who wanted to address the discrimination against Chinese food and culture as a result to the COVID nineteen pandemic. Their way to do it is to showcase through collaboration by creating a meal kit to celebrate the Lunar New Year, most popularly known as Chinese New Year. So. What's in the meal kit, right? It's a lot of different dishes from various local independent businesses, including almond cookies, tea kit, an eight-course meal, and more. What's really great about the order form when you look at it is that it also teaches you about the significance of the dishes. For example, rice brings both luck, wealth, symbolizing the link between heaven and earth. So, in my household, I don't know about any of you,、um, I was told to eat every single grain of rice because wasting it would mean I'm losing my wealth, and that starving kids would be grateful to receive it. And、yeah, I, I was I was taught the same thing. How about you, Tim? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> on a personal note, I really support this cause as these restaurants, they, like all restaurants everywhere, they all feel the pressure to stay afloat. So instead of trying to compete, they instead came together to support each other. And in turn, this unity created a ripple effect. All restaurants can be supported and customers will know their money is helping a lot of communities and how each dish is curated to the spirit of the Lunar New Year, which is a sense of unity, especially like, you know, with New Year's, I always associate it with we sit with our family and we have all these meals together. Sometimes we help out. So it's like this big sense of unity that comes in different ways. And it's all through food. So again, power of community, everyone. So we at TWOMF really encourage you, if you get the chance to eat locally and help out your local community, you might learn something or give your tummy something great to discover. Mm -hmm. So the link to the Blogtio article, as well as the link to uh, the order form for this wonderful meal kit is in the description for this episode. So go have a look and order your Chinese New Year meal kit. Now, Speaking of Chinese New Year, did you too know that Chinese New Year is actually more than just a one-day festival? It is actually a 15-day festival. Yeah. Whoa, what? We party for real. That's how we bring in the New Year. Good acting, Tim. Good acting. You're really in the moment. You know, I could see the method in the, in the shock. But yes, uh... For our listeners who didn't know, Chinese New Year is actually a 15-day festival. And uh, it's interesting because I don't actually know the meaning of each and every one of the 15 days. My parents did try to teach me as much as they could as I was growing up. Try. Yeah, they tried. Uh, But they do, even to this day, focus on very specific days. Like, there are days they just don't really talk about uh as an example so obviously chinese new year there's the first day so that's like the opening of the year and then you have the third day which is how uh which is like not a good day it's easy for you to get into arguments with people so you kind of stay home and and stay away from people you know which we're all doing (laughs) anyway which we're already very easy it's like pandemic safe day uh and then like day four is the day that you worship the god of wealth and i was actually looking up uh the days for this episode and it actually said that there was a time um when this would also be the day where bosses would fire employees they've been meaning to fire so they can't go and and worship the god of wealth that is just wow that is savage i'm glad that doesn't happen anymore and then there's day seven which is called Yanyat, uh, which is like the birthday of all yeah. people because that is the birth of humankind. Mm-hmm. And then 15, on the 15th day, we my family tends to have like a big meal, a celebration. Uh, we would eat it like all the family that we have, all the relatives we have in Toronto, we would get together with them and eat. And that's, that's generally, those are the days I grew up with. Uh, what about you, Tim? Uh, yeah, so um, growing up, it was it. We didn't have really specific um, like timelines that we followed, but what I remember specifically was uh, the whole build up and and lead up to it. With the it, in my grandmother's house, there was always this red circular object in the middle of the table, and it was always filled with um, uh, seeds and and nuts and um candy and and lots of lots of treats and um 
and, and and that like it was it was a huge 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 thing just to just to just to ring in that uh that that new year um and then i also remembered the uh lantern festival uh where everybody would gather uh at a park um in, in hong kong there was a um a, a park that we would usually go to and and just light up light up a uh lantern and we would just walk around and 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 just be cheerful and uh but uh i was i was special in 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 that regard was because my parents uh did not believe in buying paper lanterns so we decided to make our own uh and it was very 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 special and i remember till this day because we took um pomelo and we basically cut off the skin uh we preserved the shape of it so we didn't cut right through um so we still had like a um the shape of it and we would just my dad would just tie the top have a candle right in the middle of it and we would just walk around and it would be like the most special and i would be like the most special kid around <laughs> at the park everybody was like whoa that's such a cool lantern and um i remember like that being uh uh a very very special day because um, i thought i was gonna get made fun of but instead people showed appreciation for for creativity and and um so yeah, I was like, oh my goodness, that, uh, it was a lot of fun. So that's 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 what I remember from it. And my my parents um, have ta- um, taught me more things over the years about like the meaning of it. And and Toy Son, who's like the like the god of wealth, basically goes mm-hmm. around and and it's this whole like thing with like at, uh, red pocket money and, and he's he's spreading he's spreading the wealth and it passes down from from the old generation to the to the younger generation and oldest to youngest and all that. So the celebration of the lanterns and all that, was that, uh, you're talking about like New Year's Eve, essentially, where you hang lin siu, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, when I grew up, I, I would do that too. Uh, mind you, I, I was here in Toronto, so like we would go to a mall, like for example, Dragon Mall in, in Chinatown or something. And yeah, and just walk around and and get some treats and see all the other people. And as I got older, when like first Marketplace, uh, beca- like was built and all that, they would have like shows on the stage or even at Pac Mall, Pacific mm-hmm. Mall, uh, they had shows as well. And we would go and watch all that. And they it would always have some dude dress up as as Choice on the God of Wealth. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then like he would go around the mall throwing the lucky money to everyone and. Mm-hmm people are are crazy so they all like mobbed the poor dude in the costume trying to get all 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 his lucky money which is really usually just like a chocolate coin right inside an envelope yeah yeah, yeah, exactly yeah i'm like but you know all these people are like no it's good luck so let's mob the poor guy i remember one year at first marketplace uh the poor guy ended up in the food court standing on top of one of the tables it would look like something out of a zombie movie, like World War Z. You know, you know, you know, like the, the the people are like ants, right? Like crawling on top of each other towards the god of fortune. And the poor guy was like, just like, guys, just get in line, get in line. I have enough for everybody. Just get in line. And uh, yeah, we were like clawing at him, and I was standing, you know, far away of my parents, laughing and also feeling very sad. <laughs> at the sight of all these people oh my god i 
I'm actually having a little bit of, of, of panic right now, even thinking about that, not because of how horrible it was, but because we're living in a pandemic and just thinking of so many people packed together with no masks. On. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, that's a scary thought. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Nightingale, do you celebrate Lunar New Year? Yes, I do. Ooh, what do you do normally? Uh, so in Vietnamese, it's called Thut, which is basically like, you know, New Year's. And uh, we do a lot of things. Like um, there's a traditional um, Vietnamese game that we play. It's kind of like a gambling game. It's called Bao Kuo Tâm Ca. And basically, it's a game where there's six different characters on a poster. And then you, you have to use money. And you bet on it, and then you have three dice, and then you have to roll the dice, and then whatever three characters land, it's like if you get the money or you lose the money. So if there's like, for example, like um two shrimp, then whoever bets on the shrimp, they will get double the pot. And the goal is to either um the banker is supposed to bankrupt you, and and they're the ones rolling the dice, and then or you have to try to bankrupt the banker. It's a it's a gambling game. It gets pretty serious. Oh wow. Yeah. And we also oh, eat a lot of food. Well, like when I play it, I use like um, you know the the paper stars that people use like paper strips. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's currency just to keep it like kid friendly <laughs> instead of money. But I know that like um people like in Vietnam they they always say like it's more funner with money, and I'm like nah, I think it's fun to play with the little stars because they're all colorful, and I made them myself. That sounds awesome. Yeah. So because we're in a pandemic, how? is celebrating Lunar New Year uh, going to be this year for you? Uh, Nightingale, you start. Uh, New Year's, it's obviously it's going to be different because of the whole climate that we're in right now, but it's going to be the same like how we did for Christmas where we're still going to cook like the same food at the same portion. We're just going to be putting them into like um, little um, Tupperware and we're just going to drop it off at our family. That's about it. Like, I think that's the only difference is that we're just going to be dropping everything off. And it's the same for what we did for Christmas. So that way, like we don't miss out on each other's stuff and we just say a brief hello and also add like the, um, in Chinese it's called Lysi and then in Vietnamese we say yeah. Lisi. So yeah, we, we, we add those in. Nice. What about you, Tim? Uh, for me, well, uh, I'm actually very, very lucky. Uh, I, I feel I feel blessed that I am living in my parents' basement. <laughs> uh, so, uh, for those who are listening, yes, I am almost 30 and I'm still living in my parents' basement. But I am uh, living with my girlfriend as well. So that makes a that makes a difference. I am not freeloading off them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, so, so we'll, we'll be celebrating, uh, with them for sure. Having dinner, we'll be doing, um, uh, probably dumplings. Um, that's, that's one of the more traditional things to do, um, leading up to it, I guess, uh, for, for the new years, but we'll, we'll, we'll all just cram it all in one day and, and, and make, uh, dumplings and neat dumplings. And then, like, in terms of, like, more of, like, the traditional things, I think we've kind of just already let that slip. Uh, uh, the more we've, um, I guess, lived here in, in, in uh, Canada, um, just because uh, we don't have that many relatives here. And so uh, we just kind of kept the traditional values on the back burner. But, uh, yeah, um, things, things kind of just, you know, stay the same, just eat 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 that's <laughs> what uh asians are known for i guess <laughs> yep 
Yeah, I think yeah. that as long as you have the spirit of it and you have someone to spend it with, I think that's really what matters. And that's the whole point of like celebration, right? Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. Although, uh, so normally we, uh, my family, we actually decorate the house with all sorts of uh, Chinese New Year decorations all over the walls and everything. And on uh, New Year's Eve, we actually have a display in our kitchen so that circular thing you were talking about tim we actually have that mm -hmm. we have uh like it's a tray it's a decorative tray, yeah. tray and we put yeah. different treats in it for the god of fortune uh and then uh, at night we actually don't turn off the lights in like we actually form a light path from our door actually we start outside too like the outside lights are on and it's like into our lobby, then down the hallway to the kitchen and our kitchen lights are on, but everywhere else in the house, they're off so that the God of Fortune has a path to the display that's uh, like all the foods that we, we've left for him. And this is for, for those who are uh, from the West, uh, it's similar to like how you would leave uh, cookies, cookies. Yeah. Cookies and, 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 and milk for Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. So we do the same thing for the God of fortune. You know, it's still a, 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 a roundish gentleman coming into your home with a beard, <laughs> except instead of, you know, instead of uh, toys, they, they, he leaves you good fortune. It's kind of so, like for Halloween too. Cause there was like an old story where, um, the reason why we all have to dress up is because you don't know if one of the ghouls or like like people who are coming back are going to come visit. So you always have to have your light on and always make sure you hand out candy to whoever shows mm -hmm. up at your door. Yeah. So this year, um, we're still going to do the decorations. We're still going to do all of that. What has changed is what we're putting in our uh, display dish. And that's because uh, neither my wife or I want to go to TNT where lots nope. of people are still visiting uh, to buy, to buy all the different treats. So instead I actually ordered a, just a few things off Amazon. So check it out. First of all, I have the special Chinese new year, year of the ox Kit Kats. Oh yeah. Comes with a uh, golden Kit Kat and matcha Kit Kat in a collector's tin. And I haven't opened it yet. I'm not going to open it here for the show. I'm just going to wait until around New Year's time to open it. But yeah, I'm going to leave this for the God of Fortune. I also have traditional strawberry flavored Lucky Candy. Those are my favorite. Same here, man. Same here. These are so freaking good. You know what? It's talking with our mouthful, so I'm actually going to have one tonight. Oh, yeah. I love these things. Like, growing up, they were what I looked forward to mm -hmm. during uh, during for, for Chinese New Year. Now, the, the interesting thing is, like, we normally, uh, once we have put the treats into the display, we don't eat it for the first while. We, we, we leave it because I know, like, day four, uh, you're supposed to be worshipping the God of Fortune as well. So we kind of leave it past that day just in case he wants to come back for a few nibbles. Mm. Okay. Finally, I have a bag of white rabbit candy. Yes. This stuff, this stuff is dangerous. Okay, <laughs> Michael, I don't favorite. think that the, he's going to be staying for a quick nibble. I think that you just got a new roommate, okay? I'm just saying. <laughs> He's coming to stay. Yeah, <laughs> you brought him over to stay, okay? Yeah, pretty much. I, I can see the envy in both your eyes right now over 
<laughs> Why don't you come in and 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 uh, just live with us <laughs> for the rest of your life? <laughs> Uh, for those of you who have never tried white rabbit candy, you need to go to a freaking Chinese supermarket, get a bag of white rabbit candy. It also I actually comes have in matcha, the... and there's also ice cream. You're right. Yes, there's multiple flavors oh, there's of it too. The, the juice, originals, the juice, you can drink it too. Oh yeah, isn't there a bubble tea shop that's now doing a uh, a, a a white, white rabbit? rabbit yeah, there is. I think. Oh, uh, do you remember which one it is? I don't. I don't remember. Oh, but I saw it. I saw a picture of it the other day. When All I was you driving. need is an IV oh tube and you're good. <laughs> so my, um, my in-laws, they're, 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 they're white, but my father-in-law who's from England, uh, Northern England, he loves white rabbit. Like it's his favorite thing. And I remember the year where I bought the uh, collector's anniversary tin white rabbit. Like I just, I got to keep the tin, but he got all the candy. <laughs> got the good stuff. Yeah. So, okay. We've heard how you're celebrating Chinese New Year or Lunar New Year. What about Valentine's Day? Let's move to the other celebration that we're here to talk about. How are you guys celebrating that if you're celebrating that? Tim? Uh, yeah. So, Valentine's Day. That's uh, that's. That, that's always a, a you know a fun day for for some people and for some others not so much fun mm-hmm. um, but you know um we, we we tend to not look at that day as as like um um you know like oh you know couples day but but rather like a a a celebration of 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 love we that that you know we we rang in the new year let's remind you know everybody that we we all love each other um and that you know, it's it, it's that day for for just you know caring about other people and 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 checking up on people, seeing how they're doing, and and just loving on on everybody. So uh, for that day, uh, my, my girlfriend and I we actually got this um, book called the Adventure Challenge. <gasps> oh, I saw that. You saw it, right? Yeah, yeah. So we 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 got that, and it's uh like there's there's like different like adventures inside. So you open up the book. And inside it, uh, you can choose like um, they have different symbols and, and, and like a legend that tells you what um, each of those things are. Um, so like, let's say it's like, you know, uh, for two and then it's uh, you can it's like a stay at home thing and uh, you need a food item. Right. So uh, then that adventure might be something that's related to, to, to food. So, you know, you. You scratch, you scratch it off. It'll tell you what you need to do. Take a picture of it, and then you, you do it. So I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to that. We might do it. We might not. Um, if we if we don't do it, then uh, then what we usually do is we just um, uh, go big. So we we just buy a bunch of food and, and we eat because we just love eating. <laughs> food food is love, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's that's both our uh, I guess both our love language is is food. So and and it's it's perfect too, you know, for talking with our mouths full. <laughs> so, no, it is food channel. So yeah, so food. Yeah, um, if 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 we don't plan on doing that, and and we probably if if we do do that, we would probably still choose a food thing just because we love food so much. Yeah. So like you, growing up, my parents taught me that Valentine's Day is more just a celebration of love itself, not about, you know, having a significant other and all that. And um, that's how I've always 
seen Valentine's Day. Um, but you know, I'm married. And so with, with my wife, who's, who is Jessica, by the way, the voice of TWMF, uh, we always go pretty big. I love year, her too. Year after year. <laughs> oh, thank you. She knows night. She knows. I just want her to know right on for this episode. Oh, thank you. Oh, and you too. But Michael. yeah, like, <laughs> thank you. I didn't expect you to say anything. I thought you were going to ignore me. <laughs> I love you too, Knight. I love okay, you. Okay, yes, Tim, Tim, we love you. <laughs> love you too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, Jess, Jess and I, we've always uh, gone pretty big with with Valentine's Day with gifts. And um, we usually go out. We usually go out to eat. And like you said, Tim, uh, when it comes to love, the food is, is always involved. And... <laughs> um the last few years actually i've been taking her to the keg in person but this year i'm actually planning and since she's not here she doesn't hear me saying this but i'm planning on ordering keg uh for delivery to deliver to our to our place um and that way we can still eat that i've also bought her some um cool stuff so I already gave her an early Valentine's Day gift, which is a long sleeve shirt from Old Navy with the Nickelodeon logo on it because she grew up with Nickelodeon, watching Nickelodeon. Uh, but I have also bought her a Totoro onesie what? and a, uh, I found, this is crazy, but uh, they're making pop figures, but not a figure. Like it's a pop, Funko Pop, house or building it's basically the haunted mansion from disney it's like um it's about i would say uh maybe eight or nine inches tall and it's the haunted mansion now it does come with one of the like butlers from the haunted mansion as a pop figure so it's like two items the house and then a pop figure so i i saw that online i was like okay like Haunted Mansion at Disney World is one of her favorite rides, so I had to get her that. So that that's what I'm. That's what I got her. She's gonna be really happy. So oh, she's gonna <laughs> love it. And I know she doesn't usually listen to our episodes until several days after they're out. So that means that 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 Valentine's Day will be passed by the time she hears this. Nightingale, <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Uh, for me, I think it changes every year, but I think the whole value of how I pre- always perceived it is like, it's just like a giant day to like, I guess, be like a total accountant just to like, reflect on like, you know, yourself. It's like, do you love yourself? Because I think that comes first before you start mm-hmm. putting that out there. If that makes sense. So that's basically Valentine's Day. It's just go inward before you spread the love outward. Aww, that's a really nice way to look at it. Okay. And buy chocolate so, the day after because it's cheap. <laughs> I do that too. <laughs> I go pick up like cheap chocolates from the at the mall. Usually I go um so I used to do Laura Secord, but now I've been doing purdies, although now I can't go to the mall, so that's kind of out. Maybe Shoppers has some cheap chocolate this year. Could be. Actually, hey, do any of you have favorite like Valentine's Day candy or chocolate? Ooh. Melty Kiss. That's always available at the Asian supermarkets. 
Oh my God, I love Melty Kiss. Yeah, like the Nama style chocolates. That's like, you know, like you you have you put that in the fridge a little bit, let it chill. And then you, once it sits on your mm-hmm. tongue, that's just sexy. Mm. I'm just saying. <laughs> so I'm a fan. My mom, every year without fail, <clears throat> although this year I don't think it's going to happen, uh, would buy me a bag of chocolate hearts from Laura Secord. And I absolutely love those. Uh, but like I said, this year, that's probably not happening. Um, yeah, that's like literally my favorite thing. Although this year, it is something a little bit different. So in episode 46, we actually featured Regine Elena, who's Ms. Galaxy Canada 2020, 2021. She's also the owner of Deliciousness Treats. She currently has a Valentine's Day special menu, although by the time this episode airs, I, she that might be over. However, it is still not too late to go and order some hot chocolate bombs from her. Now, I did go and order a uh, one of her Valentine's Day. I ordered pretty much everything. I had uh, dipped uh, pretzels. I had dipped Oreos and hot chocolate bombs and also her crispy roses. They're like Rice Krispie squares, but inside like a chocolate rose. It's, it's amazing. And I, I bought that for Jess as well. But yes, um, if you want something cool, get some hot chocolate bombs for yourself. For your significant others, for your family, friends, anyone you, I don't know, leave at their doorstep. Get some stuff. Get some treats from Regine. Deliciousness treats. Sweet. Tim, favorite uh, favorite Valentine's Day food or candy Valentine's or whatever. Day candy or chocolate. Um, well, I mean, I, I've never really, um, I guess, like, really have a favorite. But what I re- really, really enjoy is those... Um, cinnamon hearts oh those are good those are mm. those are really really good like i, I would just like stuff my <laughs> my face with like a handful and just like let that cinnamon just burn and like it it, it eventually tastes nasty but the, just that initial like cinnamon like like uh taste is just uh it gets me every time so like i guess that would be my favorite but uh i i don't go out of my way to to uh seek it uh, and also, mm-hmm. just like ninety-eight percent or ninety percent dark chocolate would, is like the best thing ever. Um, I don't really enjoy much of uh, milk chocolate anymore because I can't because of lactose intolerance. But right, um, yeah, the the, the ninety uh, or eighty-five to like ninety-eight percent dark chocolates are like the bomb, and and usually the go-to. But uh, no, knowing my girlfriend, she she'll probably just want you know bubble tea so (laughs) that's what we'll we'll end up uh, ordering bubble tea always works man bubble tea always works works. so now that uh, we have you talking um let's switch gears just a little bit um yes switch exactly (laughs) you caught it nightingale switch (laughs) so you were one of our early pandemic guests and wow it's still a pandemic and we're having you back. A lot has happened since the last time you were here in your life. And so let's let's do a little catching up. Um, yeah. So the first thing I want to talk to you about is just how has the pandemic affected your auditioning as an actor and, uh, and, and working in general as an actor? Yeah. Um, so I think... Um... 
when when was when was our last episode uh like in the during the pandemic during the pandemic (laughs) during the pandemic i think you were around may or june may or june yes okay right right so so we were not auditioning at that time right right um i think i think it was also at that point that um my agent had had retired my previous agent had retired yeah and i was and i was seeking new representation and i i think i i signed uh pretty recently uh end of august ish and so how about let's talk about that how how was like i know what it's like most people most actors you know know what it's what it's like to look for new representation yeah outside of a pandemic but what 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 was it like trying to find an agent during a pandemic when nobody was auditioning yeah and they can't even meet you yeah 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 that was that was so difficult that was that was truly one of like um one of the hardest things because a, a lot of agencies were like we're not seeking because because of the pandemic we're not sending anybody out so we don't want to take anybody mm-hmm. in um and a lot of agents decided that they would switch um different to to maybe go down a different path um so um the first i think like the first three months of uh my agent retire my previous agent retiring um uh took a huge toll on me because i was thinking i was i was reconsidered like i i I was literally like thinking of so many things like should i should i you know continue um should i keep pursuing um acting should i um even find an agent for now should i just wait it out till the pandemic's over and then uh and then um seek representation um should i just um uh just not do acting at all ever and and just you know maybe focus on some on something different but uh luckily um i was i was i i'm i'm a very stubborn person so i'm like i'm like no nah, i'm i'm not i'm not giving this up for for working behind a desk that that's not that's not working so that's not going to work so i'm like uh so i'm i'm going to stick with it like no no matter how how hard you know things um may, might seem you know there there's always a um a brighter outcome for for things and uh like there's always a light at the end of the tunnel so um, mm-hmm. Uh, so no matter how how dark or how how um, hard you might fall, it's just um, you can always get back up and and, and just keep moving. And um, so uh, yeah, so then um, midway through, like with with that with those um, things going through my mind, I was uh, hit with a message on on casting workbook because 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 that was one of the things that that I was like, you know what, maybe. Uh, I should stop my payments for casting workbook because, like, right. no point in 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 paying for cast casting workbook because it was like there's there's literally not no auditions being listed. So why right. you know why pay for that? Yeah. Uh, for for our listeners, casting workbook is a website, a platform where casting directors post uh, breakdowns and sides and, and and basically casting calls for productions that they are casting. And agents often use that to send their uh, their their actors to auditions. But actors who are self represented also use that as well. Sorry, continue. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Yeah. Um, so 
I was like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll delete casting workbook. And then I, I'm just, I, I was just curious. So I was just going through all the different tabs and looking through. And then I see, oh, I see a message. I was like, I, I wonder what that message is. I click on it and an eight, like an agent messages me. And at first I thought it was like, like a spam, like one of those, like, you know, things that that's just like, Hey, like I'm, I'm, you know, a, a new agent or blah, 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 whatever. And, and trying to, um, I don't know. I guess because they saw that. I, I, yeah, I, I, because because I guess they just didn't see that I was like represented anymore, and so they maybe they were trying to you know take advantage or whatever. So I I gave it a chance. Like I read through it, and I was like, you know what? I'll I'll, I'll give it a chance. I'll, I'll I'll see I'll see what they're about. So I, I did some research on the company, and they're they were fairly new. Um, they were called Filmcom, I think. Oh, I've heard of them. Yeah. Yes. Um. So. Uh, I was like, I was like, okay, seems kind of legit because uh, they're 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 new, but if they're they're not on actress no checklist, so that says something. Which is which is good. Yeah, so like that says something. Um, so um, I was like, I was like, you know what? I'll I'll talk I'll talk to them, and then it was like a month of 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 talking back and forth, and and we finally set up a meeting. But uh, but prior to that, I had all like I just submitted to a bunch of agencies because i i just felt like i'll just i'll just throw it out there see who will bite and if they don't bite then maybe i will actually just take this time off and and um refocus um my attention to, to something else and submitting was like an email with like your demo reel headshot resume and a cover letter right yes yeah 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 right yeah so so it was just um really just gathering gathering those materials finally editing uh reels together and and getting something uh, a solid package um submitting to to a huge amount of agencies just asking people like hey like you know which agency are you with and submitting and and i remember um seeking seeking your help uh, michael and nightingales as well mm-hmm. um and and also like it was just like thank you for keeping me sane because it was it was just you know uh, a lot to go through um so yeah so during that time it was like um, I submitted to Fountain, Fountainhead Talent, and that was one of my top choices. It was like Fountainhead Talent, Characters, um, Noble Kaplan Abrams, um, and th- those were yeah, those were like kind of like the top three that I wanted to to um, get. And then uh, if I was lucky, maybe Talent House because my heart is still with with music theater. Like that's that that's never right. gonna. Um, go away so I was like you know what if I ever luck out and just you know get talent house that would be like the the hugest thing and and that was that was kind of like top priority on my list so I go on their website and I see yeah we're not taking any submissions I was like oh bummer all right so there, there goes my chances of trying to get into talent house so then I submit to Fountainhead the first time I submitted to uh was um Robin Friedman, who was working with um, uh, Fountainhead at the time, but she moved on and, and created her own uh, agency. I think I believe now it's called Compass. Mm-hmm. And so she messaged me back, and she was like, "Hey, like um, we uh, are no longer with Talent. Uh, sorry, uh, Fountainhead Talent, and uh, we've moved on and, and created our own agency. Um, however, you 
uh, you already uh, resemble somebody of, of our type on our roster. I was like, oh, shoot. Okay, bummer. Um, so then I submit again to Fountainhead to a different agent uh, this time. And uh, I, I, no answer. So I'm like, you know what? Instead of submitting to, to single agents, why don't I blast the whole office? So I just submitted to the general um, uh, email and, and I was just like, okay, this is going to be my, my last time, my third and last time, and going to submit. So I set up this meeting with, with Filmcom and we have this conversation. And, you know, it, it, was, it was a pretty good conversation, um, but it, it, things felt a little rushed um, where she was very insistent on, on me signing a contract. And then eventually um, uh, she, se- she sent it to me and, and she was like, yeah, so um, we, we were looking forward to repping you just because you're, you know, you're double carded. You're both, you're both uh, Actra and Equity. Uh, you're, you're a really great asset in our roster and we'll, uh, uh, we'll be able to submit you for, for a bunch of things. So we get off that um, that conversation, and then she sends me the the contract, and she's like, "Hey, um, I'm probably gonna need this by the end of the week." And this is like Wednesday, mi- mi- like middle of the week already. And as soon as I open up my my email, I see, oh, Fountainhead Talent messaged me. Okay, let me let me see what this is about. I check and they're like, hey, so we received your application. We would love to, to meet with you on Friday. And I was like, wait, but I gotta get this. So I'm so I'm like, I'm like, okay, I can I can say that that you know I'm I'm just I'm just really taking my time with my contract and then I'll I'll meet with Fountainhead Talent. And that's exactly what I did. And then we met and I fi- I was just like, you know what? I I I've made my decision. I am going with with Fountainhead Talent. Um, thank you for though for uh, considering me and um, t- turned uh, turned them down politely and um, so yeah and and that began my journey with Fountainhead and ever since then I've actually gotten way more auditions uh, than I did with uh, my previous so um, on the upside of of that like e- even though the pandemic was uh, you know t- taking a toll on me a little bit like mentally. Um, the upside was like, Hey, you, you know, it's, it's a new start. Um, even though, yeah, you know, you're, you're in lockdown, but this is like, like, again, you know, whatever struggles you get at the end of the tunnel, there's always that light. So it's like, just keep, just keep going and, and then, uh, and, and you'll, and you'll find it. And so I'm like pretty blessed that they, they were able to sign me, got onto their roster and, been just been auditioning uh, steadily ever since so how do you feel about uh the amount of at-home self-tapes that you've been doing and about zoom auditions which both of which are now basically the norm the norm yeah um so zoom zoom auditions uh luckily i was (laughs) i don't know if i should say luckily but like um i had i hadn't so the first i think like the first two, three months, I didn't really get a Zoom audition. It was all self-tapes, purely just yeah. self-tapes and just really figuring out um, how, how, to, how to do a self-tape. Uh, and, like, you know, I remember coming to you, Michael, about like 
microphones like what you know what what should i what should i look for and and uh you know like um and and lights like what should i you know what should i use what can i use is is there like a like a frowned upon thing that you know do they do they allow you know ring lights and, and i mean we were all just still you know just kind of figuring it out <laughs> as we went along too so um it was like a collaborative eff- uh, effort so um had self tapes which i am way more confident at of course because you know you get a lot more takes <laughs> with, with mm-hmm. self tapes mm-hmm. uh and you can you can mess up as many times as you want because that's not going to be the one that you submit uh to the to your agent so um self tapes self tapes uh are good and then the very few times that i had zoom auditions um that that was also like a learning curve of like figuring out okay should i use my phone as a as a webcam and then people are you know and casting are saying what was saying no you shouldn't use your phone um certain people saying yeah you can use your phone uh or use a tablet or whatever it was and it was just kind of like the the standard was just 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 use your computer you know the lens is okay. Like if, if you're not shooting out of a potato, you should be fine. <laughs> so uh, I was like, okay, cool. So uh, it was just kind of also figuring out like the height, you know, you know, are you, are you seen in, in the, in the, in the screen and, and all that and where your, where your eye lines are, where your focus is, how. Um, and so I remember submitting a uh self tape for a uh for a feature called super dicks and nightingale uh was helping me uh, a lot with uh uh my my callbacks and and such and and callbacks were were purely over over zoom because because that was the Mm -hmm. only way that they they would be able to do it but i my initial self tape uh my initial audition was a self tape so um submitted that and I, I didn't think anything of it and I was like, oh, okay, you know, cool. Like I I I did my thing and then you know, next thing you know, my agent's like, hey, so you have an you have an audition now. uh you have a callback for, for Super Dicks. So I was like, Oh, okay, I got a callback. Like, hey Nightingale, like can you <laughs> can you help me with, with sides? Like, you know, like and and, and like uh, Nightingale was like at work was like, hey, you know, you know what? You're gonna get this. We're, we're gonna we're gonna drill this till till your brain gets numb. We're you know we're, we're gonna keep going. And then uh, she's like, she's like, once you book it, you know, I'm gonna be your personal reader. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, and it was just like really just figuring out like where where my eye lines are like for this. And and the uh, the scene was like there's there there were maybe like four or five other people in the scene. So like, where's your spe- like specific spots that you're looking at um, on and off camera? And, it was like this this huge thing that I'm like, oh man, like I wish I was just in the room right now. Like I, <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather like someone physical there. But it it ended up working, and I got a second call back. But I, unfortunately, I didn't end up getting it because they went they decided to go a different route. But um, uh, but it it was it was fun because it was it was a something different that I had to that I had to learn, but it was also fun playing with because um, during that time I was also taking a um, self-tape audition class um, with Dirt Underneath. 
uh, and he was teaching me the uh, a, a technique called um, imaging your reader. So you're imaging, like literally just imagining uh, the space that you're you're in and uh, seeing like, okay, so how does how does it make your character feel when you're in this space? So what space are you in? Are you in are you in a bright space? Are you in a dim space? Are you in the basement? Are you in a uh, hotel room? Are you you know like so so where where's your like what's your circumstance where you, where you are and then how do you react to the space around you? And I found that to be so helpful that I was like okay let me bring that into to my Zoom auditions and it ended up working. So like I um, I was I was very very um, excited to to be able to to um, experience that. So that was, was a lot of fun. So once this pandemic is over, is there a part of you that hopes that the industry will continue to use things like self tapes and maybe even Zoom? Uh, I hope I hope for more um, self tapes for sure. Um, but uh, definitely not Zoom auditions. I'd rather, I'd rather like um, the initial audition, like you know, if, if they needed to, was was a self tape, and if they needed a callback um, to to have us in person. Um, but with that being said, because now we've we have some training of by ourselves of of learning how to use a like you know doing a Zoom audition that it wouldn't be something that would be foreign to us. Um, so right. if, if they really needed us to be like, Hey, so we're shooting this production in, in, in California, we won't be able to fly you out there for a callback or I don't want to fly out there because I don't want to pay, you know, an arm and a leg just for a plane ticket. We could do it through zoom. Right. Because mm-hmm. before we didn't have that, we, we might have not had, have had that technology to be able to do that. So it was like constantly of, going back and forth and uh, maybe, maybe doing like a Skype call, but then uh, like it wasn't as popular as, as it is now with, with just doing zoom auditions. Um, so yeah, I, I hope for, I hope for self tapes at equal amount to in-person auditions, but uh, not so much zoom. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm in the same boat. I, 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 I hope they continue with the self tapes just, especially for like scheduling, I mm-hmm. found that it's so much easier. I, I have not uh, declined a single edition this pandemic, you know, unlike before when sometimes I have to, because it just conflicts with, with something in my life. I can't move around for an edition. Right. Yeah. So this makes it so much easier these days. Yeah. Um, so speaking of the skills that we've picked up during the pandemic, um, part of that leads us to things like self-production. And you and I made a film called Switch. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and uh, it is now immortalized in Nightingale's quarantine capsule. Yay. So how do you feel about that? How do you feel about having a film immortalized in a time capsule? I, I think I think it's I think it's pretty dope. Like uh this was like close to the the start or maybe like in the middle of, of, of like the pandemic and we were just like uh, start, yeah. Yeah, like closer to closer to the start of, of the lockdown was just like yeah, hey, like let's just shoot something with our phones and something simple. Um because it's like it was like, well, we don't know 
where our industries are going to be at. We don't know, you know, what's going to happen and all that stuff. And, and, uh, so I was like, I was like, heck yeah. Like, let's, let's, let's shoot something. Let's learn, let's learn a new skill. Let's, you know, um, so when you, when you approached me with the idea, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Like without a doubt, I was like, yes, hands down. Let's, let's, let's as, as ridiculous as, as we can make it even we'll, we'll just, you know, we'll just do it. We'll just put it out there because if we don't put out art, it'll never be seen. And if, and if it's never, if, and if it's never seen, then um, like, you know, what, what really is the point of making it, I guess. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, that was great. And, and to have it now, you know, in, in the uh, capsule uh, for, uh, others to see that you don't need a high budget <laughs> system to film like we both filmed it on our on our phones mm-hmm. um you know my i didn't even have like a professional like mic it was just with my uh uh it was just with my phone's microphone and and my earphones weren't even like plugged in or anything it was just like a like a prop to to make it look like i was doing a video call on my laptop or something like that uh and i mean like the i think the most expensive prop aside from our phones was like the switch <laughs> switch our switches yeah that was that was the most money <laughs> maybe you know what maybe the toilet paper because because that that's oh that's true that's, that's true now, right like that's that's uh that that's international currency so but yeah, no, it, it's nice. It's nice that uh, that now people are starting to realize you don't need massive, massive budgets Budget, to tell yeah. really good stories, and that are worth uh, people's time to actually watch. watch yeah, and, and that are meaningful. And and, and we also made circuit. Uh, I mean, uh, different um, certain um, circuits for like like mini the festivals, mini, yeah. mini festivals, yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, festival yeah. circuits. We did make it, and so. So that was like that. That also comes to show too. Like you don't need some like professional, you know, thing to to hit the festivals. It's like we we had we had an idea. We stuck with it, and we're like, let's just put it out there. Um, we'll create it, and then and then we'll see what happens from there. Uh, and it's and it has mostly just been positive. So yes, it has. Yeah. So last question: um, What can we? Uh, look forward to from you and any shout outs anything you want to discuss uh, in terms of uh, your career or initiatives or anything before we uh, we we end this episode yeah so for those for those who are listening um there will be a uh series coming out on netflix in the summer slash fall called jupiter's legacy and you might be able to see me in an episode so keep your eyes peeled Actually, there's there's a funny story with that, um, and and I guess I guess I could just <laughs> close off with that story. Um, so the first time um, on that show, I was a background, and uh, uh, my my previous agent didn't know anything about it. I was just like, you know what, I'm I'm just gonna go. I need I need that extra cash. I'm strapped for cash, um, and it was and it was looking like a. Um, 14 plus hour day. So I was like, yeah, I'm doing it. Cause that's for, for an actor member, that's, that's bank. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it. And, um, it was a club scene. So there, you, you, it was like a bunch of 
a bunch of people there. Uh, but now, now that I'm thinking about it, it's just kind of like, uh, do I want to do a club scene ever again with that many people crowded into, <laughs> <laughs> especially during this time? Um, but it was, it was, it was a lot of fun, and um, we we did we did. Um, I, I don't know if I don't know um, much ab- about what it is, but I did get moved up to being a featured background. One of the scenes and and they um, had a, let's just say that they did a little special camera trick that, um, that I was like, okay, let me, let me try to do a, uh, uh, like a jumping. uh, If, if, uh, for those who know ballet, uh, a tour on layer where it's a ballet move where you jump and and, and you, and you spin in the air and and then you land. Um, And so, um, I uh I did that and then they they uh as the camera camera was panning through uh I did one of those and the director goes who the hell just did a pirouette and, and I, I I rose my hand I was like I was like it was me he's like good job keep it up and then he's like he's like um we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna feature you in this uh in this part I was like oh okay cool a bump up maybe <laughs> in pay. Um, uh, so then several, several, like two months pass and I get an audition for Jupiter's legacy. And they're like, Hey, we, we need you to, to, to uh, uh, self tape for a um, sketchy Asian dude. So <laughs> I, I did the, I self taped and And this was like already like a long, after a long day, long days uh, at work, because I, I started that that day for a um, Shopify Shopify event at the Royal Conservatory of Music, um, setting up coffee for them and all that stuff, and it, it led to to about like maybe like uh, started at around six thirty set up and then ended around six thirty seven ish, and and then it was just during midday that, that my agent was like, Hey, uh, you need to tape this and it's due tomorrow. So I was like, Oh, I was scrounging. I was like, I don't, I, there's no place to, to, to tape this during my lunch break or anything. So I'm like calling all my friends. I'm like, Hey, like, can, can you, can you help me with this uh, self tape? Nobody, no, nobody answers. I'm like, I'm stressing, I'm stressing. But I remember that I was going to go play magic, the gathering with some friends after work. So I was like, hey, maybe I can ask one of them to just tape me and, and read for me. And they did. And then I was like, I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's just do like two takes of it. I'm going to submit it. And, and let's just play magic. Because like I've had a long day at work. So we do the two takes. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to just submit it. And then we went on with my day. And then my, my agent calls me like two weeks later and was like, hey, uh, by the way, you booked it, so I was like, okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, but then, but then, he, he was the awkward thing because now I go on set and I see the director that that was the one, the same director that was like, um, "Hey, can you do the pirouette thing again?" So I was like, um, "I hope he doesn't recognize me." <laughs> and if he does, maybe I could just pull the uh, well. Did you think all Asians looked alike? <laughs> um, I think also that's probably 
it might have been one of the reasons why he didn't say anything because like if he did say something I, and I did say something like that he might have felt you know bad so I don't know we'll we'll we'll, we'll see if 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 that part actually makes it into the into the show and um I'm just assuming you're pirouette. You don't really see your face very well, yeah. so yeah. So that's why that's why you were able to get back in the show. Because for those who don't know, normally if you do background in a show, uh, your chances of actually doing anything else in the show is very slim. Mm-hmm. So congratulations on that. All right, yeah. um, Tim. Thank you very much for coming back to TWMF. Thank it was you an having me again. Pleasure. It was it was uh, it was such a great 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 time and uh for those who would like to follow your journey how can they connect with you online yes so they can connect with me online via instagram or facebook uh instagram will be timothy lincoln ing that is t-i-m-o-t-h-y-l-i-n-c-o-l-n-n-g awesome nightingale what is our food feature once again it is what blog to posted their article about the uh, Chinese New Year meal kit, or also known as Lunar New Year. Yes, and the links are in the description for this episode. Night, how can people connect with you? Y'all can find me on Instagram at night.nguyen. And I am on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as at Michael C.W. Chan. You can also find me on my website at www.michaelchan.ca. Everybody, our COVID cases are declining, but we are still in a state of emergency and still in lockdown, but we are doing a lot better. So Mm. keep it up. Everyone stay home. If you can stay safe, take care of each other. And as always stay Hungry. hungry. This has been talking with our mouthful with Michael Chan and Nightingale Nguyen music by Harrison Amer crafts by Janine Cantrell photography by E and voiceovers by me, Jessica Chan. If you enjoy our adventures, please consider following or subscribing to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Want to connect with us? Maybe even participate in our podcast? Look for us on Instagram and Twitter at at TWMF Podcast. And as always, stay hungry. <laughs>